Anime Pulse, episode 625. Pulse. I'm your host, Joseph, joined by my co-host, Andrew Chan. Hey, hey. And we are here once again to bring you more of the previews for this fall 2019 season. But before mm-hmm. we get to those, let's yep. get through our IRL news. I guess uh, start things off. As usual, um, as always, yeah. Nothing really much to say, honestly. It's been, it's been getting colder. It's yep. uh, oh, I saw the dentist again. Um, they honestly didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. Mm-hmm. The pain might come back. The pain might not come back. We'll need more X-rays. We'll need a CAT scan. We'll need your money. <laughs> just oh, yeah. everything I already knew, and so I was just like, well, uh, no. Because once again, oh. my mouth is not in pain. I don't yeah. have any pain associated with my wisdom teeth. Again, uh, I don't know if it will come back. I think it's probably just a matter of me biting down on things when I'm eating hard foods like chips or anything else that's like really tough. So I'm just very careful now about how I bite down on stuff. And uh, so far, it seems to work. Mm. Um, Hang it in there. My knee has started bothering me a lot more, no, though, lately, as I've been uh, walking through the forest. Um, if you can picture this, we have a forest near my work called the 100 Acres. I've been doing a lot more walking lately in the 100 Acres, or a power walking, as it were, because I want to lose some weight. I find that... Wait, you, you actually have a place called the 100 Acre Woods? Is that like, yes. Isn't that where Winnie the Pooh takes place? Uh, I don't that's... know. Maybe we could ask China. Hey China! Hey, <laughs> oh, oh man, I thought I thought we got the 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 really controversial stuff out of the way before the chat. Hey, but uh, you can always no, ask no, the leader Rampant, of China, Rampant's... Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Rampant sort of confirmed it. He's a Christopher Robin. It is a hundred acre woods is from Winnie the Pooh. I, uh, I was a big Pooh fan. When I, was I have there, not so you... seen any Tiggers or uh. Oh, no. anyone, anyone else in the 100 Acres Woods, no deer. Uh, there's a lots of chipmunks, like a lot of chipmunks. Like, if the chipmunks <laughs> wanted to start an army, they could. By the way, Inokus Blonde says banned in China, AP now banned in China. I'm surprised it would take this long, honestly. Yeah, we <laughs> probably been banned in China a while ago. Probably <laughs> a long time. To be honest. <laughs> probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not good, sure. I mean, Welltalls was talking about that stuff, and also they mentioned it on VG Pulse as well. I mean, they had the whole it image is. with. Um, oh yeah. Bl- there's a bl- it's a blizzard outside or whatever, and it had uh, yeah. a picture of May with uh, Winnie the Pooh driving <laughs> a car. <laughs> I I love how that's now like the mascot of the whole thing. Is they got an Overwatch character who's from like is she from Hong Kong or something? She might she's be from, from East. She's China, uh, I think. I don't know if she's great. from Hong Kong per se, but I know she's definitely okay. from China. That's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't know that well, Tom. Tim talked about it. Amazing. Because hmm? her name's May. Oh, oh, I'm so slow on that. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's okay. It's one of her lines of dialogue. I totally stole that from her. Amazing. Oh, right, really? Okay. Yep. Oh, she got um, like, that accent as well. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, mm-hmm. Dentist, cold weather, my bum knee. Oh, uh, so my knee's been bothering me. It, uh, it's just uh-huh. been, it's been clicking a lot lately when I'm walking. Mm. Just a you know, sign of the times of getting old. I'm an old man. Now. Yeah, yeah, we're just getting there, man, you know? And, Imagine um, how you'll feel when you're actually old, though. Exactly. Imagine another 30 years. And yeah. I've been, when I'll sometimes be walking through the forest, I'll step down and I'll be, like, bending my knee. Like, it's when I'm picking my knee up from walking and bending it forward again. And all of a sudden, okay. it's like, ow, 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 ow. And there's, like, a stabbing pain mm. in my knee. And it stops me from walking. I kind of, like, have to hobble along. Um, so you got to pick yourself a appointment with a doctor or something, maybe? Yeah. I mean, the pain's not constant. I don't really care too much. It's only when I'm, I'm super walking everywhere, you know, when I'm power walking around. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't do it when it's on hard surfaces, only when it's on uneven surfaces like the forest. I um, see. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that's been happening. So I'm getting mm-hmm. older. Huzzah for that. Yep. And uh, I have some fried rice waiting for me after the show, so. Hmm. That's good. Are you generally just feeling like did you did you feel like you gained anything from the week off? Did you need to, did you feel like you yeah, I'm glad to have this little break, you know, doing show because we don't have them as often. Uh, oh, as, you know. uh, as in from the show? Um, yeah, yeah. I will say I was able to do some cleaning around here in the house on Sunday. Um, mm. I did play a bit more Skyrim, um, which. Oh. I haven't. Uh, I'm actually kind of disappointed. Oh, here's the disappointment for my uh, my Ooh. my disappointment is I did not. I was not able to pick up a copy of The Outer Worlds. Huh. So The Outer Worlds, the new game by Obsidian, guys who made uh, Fallout New Vegas, and this game is being described as aptly so as Fallout New Vegas in space with a new story. Ooh. So I was super excited to get my hands on that. I went into the GameStop to try to pick up a copy after I got my Moe's from Moe's on Friday. And uh-huh. they were like, yeah, sorry, the last copy that wasn't reserved was reserved like a minute ago. Don't! Yeah, so don't. And uh, I don't know if it was uh, con- you know one of those situations where it wasn't reserved and the person there was just lying because they want that copy so when they can go home they can play it. I don't know. Um, they do do that at Goodwill. I know that they do that for the Goodwill bidding process where you can put a bid on something at Goodwill. And then Goodwill's huh? supposed to call you and tell you, hey, you won this thing. Come and pick it up. Huh? Or they can just not call you at all. And then they can just be like, hey, guy never showed up. Guess that means it's mine. And then you, they can buy it or take it home or whatever. So it's very sneaky. Yeah, I don't know if it was just GameStop being sneaky and they didn't. They wanted their own copy too, like one of the employees there. Because the employee well, who was going to sell it to me, who was like mm-hmm. one of the lower ranking ones, like, oh yeah, we got a copy. And then like the girl behind him was like, no, we don't. That was reserved. That was reserved. <laughs> uh, and he's like, are you sure? Hold on, let me check. And she's like, it was reserved. It was reserved. And he's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was reserved. So I'm thinking that that chick was mm-hmm. probably like, that's my copy. You don't touch that. Yeah. 
I mean, I might be happy just for one of them to kind of get it out of sympathy, given how I've heard uh, GameStop uh, staff get treated in general anyway. So you need everything yeah. you can get, to be honest. Well, GameStop won't exist in another five years or so, so who knows? Okay. You mean, like, unless they go into, like, digital or whatever, right? Oh, no. Is GameStop it... has, like, a whole just won't exist. They can't. They have no market in the digital marketplace anymore. There's nothing. Nope. Huh? Nothing about them that's exciting or entertaining or, you know, attractive. Even their whole new store, like the new layout they're doing for their store design, which I've seen leaks of, looks like they want to get more community involvement. Like they've got like game stations set up again where you can like sit down and just play games, which looks pretty cool. Almost like they're like a a fat cat comic books where people can just come in and play like, hey, you know, it's like game night. It's like. Hey, come on down to this GameStop. We're having uh, Super Mario Night. And, uh, you know, make teams, join in, play the games. Just like when I used to go to Fat Cock Comic Books and I would play Pokemon cards with people. Hmm. Ah, the good old days. That's nice. Yeah, the good old days of just getting my ass handed to me by fucking Magmar. I never really knew how to play the Pokemon games Poss- uh, properly the card games I, I did collected them. I've completely forgotten kind of like how I used yeah. to know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh properly and then I forgot oh, yeah. same thing for Magic <laughs> I mean like everything. it's not so much that you forgot it's that they invent a gajillion new mechanics with each series and a new way of summoning each season so like it's just impossible to keep up with in general so it's not That's really true. your fault <laughs> even if you did remember it's like well nowadays do you know how to pendulum summon <laughs> do you know do how you to, know how to summon? fusion summon I do know how to do that, at least. That was an old one. Yeah, I I Um, don't remember Pokemon. I don't remember Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't even remember Uh Magic, and as far as I know, Magic hasn't changed the way it works. Right? No. So it's it's been the same since basically the beginning, just mana pool and whatnot? Yep, I think so. From what I can tell, it's the same. Yeah. Any hoozles, that does it for Anyhoos. my side of things. I don't honestly have much to talk about. Uh, it's the Halloween uh-huh. events going on on Fake Grand Order. I've gotten into playing that a bit. Um, it's uh-huh. Mecha Elichan, which so far has been pretty cute. I like the whole thing. Okay. And they finally, they finally gave a new move set to Elizabeth. So, Ooh. thank God for that, because her little fucking, like, the orb attack she did before it was really dumb. Yeah, bat, uh, Batori, rampant. They, now, like, she, like, like shoots up blood, and, like, she, like, waves her staff, and, like, waves of blood shoot across the enemy. It looks fucking uh-huh. cool. Like, it's really awesome. Nice. Also, her summer version's coming up, I believe, next summer, I think it is? I don't care sure, for her dogs. It would make sense for a summer version to come out in summer. Well, she's a vampire, so it's kind of amusing she's gonna be out in summer. Oh. Carmilla. Chill, bro. Carmilla. What? And technically, they're both Elizabeth because that's Elizabeth. If she gave into her dark side, if I remember correctly, I can't recall exactly because Elizabeth or Ellie Chan is the idle one, who's like the hyper punky one, her hyper uh, pop mm-hmm. idle one, and then there's Camilla, who's more like your goth waifu. Sure. So yeah, there's that. I see Shield Bro and Aquas Pawn and Rampant are, are feverishly typing to try yeah, to cover it. Yeah, like once. Oh. Okay, so I guess she's also a fake fan as well. I don't know anything about this stuff. So. 
Eventually. Ah, mm. uh, yes. So, anyways, that's, uh, that does it for my side of things. How about yourself? How was Scott Loves Anime? Well, yeah, was, a lot of things have been going on, right? I went up to Scotland, um, got myself into a little car accident. Let's ignore that. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott Loves Anime, great stuff. They had an unintentional theme, I think, of water this year. All the films had something to do with water, and I, it's almost like it was planned. There was a Ride Your Wave by the people who made um, Night is Short, Work on Girl, Tatami Galaxy, um, if you guys know what those are, um, and uh, maybe Lou Over the Wall. It's about a girl who's a surfer and has a romance with a fireman, and then there's a twist that was spoiled in the brochure, so I knew what the <laughs> twist was before watching it, but I don't want to spoil it. It was alright. Uh, more on it if I review it, if in slash when. Then there was Children of the Sea, another water-based show, a film. This is very artsy. It's about very like, the, fluid. The... Yes, very fluid. It's about an aquarium. There's a girl who's having a hard time during her summer vacation fitting in because she comes from a disgruntled household, and then like the... she meets these two boys at the aquarium who are like these mysterious sea children, as the title of the movie implies. And, and, and... just to clarify, not aquarium, but aquarian, because aquarium. Is another anime uh, about mechs. Ah, yeah, not Aquarium. No, no. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so there's like some something going on with like the fish in the world, and they have to discover what's going on about it. That one's a very deep, if you pardon the pun, show uh, film. I keep saying show. I and then the next one was Fathom. Ah, huh? uh, Fathom. <laughs> keep them coming. We've got more water-based shows to to possibly more puns of but the next one is like the the was like the headliner that was heavily advertised which is the weathering with you which is by director makoto shinkai behind such pieces as your name garden of words uh voices from a distant star place promised in our early years days can't remember it's the um guy i keep making fun of who loves feet and romance cliches like um trains going by actually probably the best film of the um festival unironically uh more on that when we review it but it was it was worth a watch people probably know what that one is um next one was birthday wonderland based off a of kid's books this one's the girl that gets isekai'd when she finds out she's supposed to be a goddess now while this one doesn't have an ocean ocean per se it is about um a world that's suffering from a water shortage so it's still kind of there and then there was the mystery film which was the final film right which turned out to oh, be the wait. newest One Piece movie. Oh, was what? that the one where like she can summon the rain? Oh, Weathering with You, yes. It's about a girl who is able to summon the rain. She becomes the uh, sunshine girl, basically. No, and the, like, the main there character was, uh, died. Huh? There was like an anime about this chick that like gets sent to another country. Uh-huh. Um, it's you know, it's like almost like Babylonian age kind of stuff, and like he's like the sun oh. god. But the problem oh, no. is, like, his whole land is, like, in a drought. And so, like, she's like, I call forth the clouds. And then it starts raining. It's like, what is this rain? Ah, right. No, no. It's, it's, that uh, it's, it's different from that, but it's similar. I got it wrong. Weathering with you, she summons the sun. In this in this isekai one where the girl, Birthday Wonderland, uh, she needs to basically perform a ritual with the prince. She's, she's actually the emerald goddess of the wind or something. And she has to, like, do a ritual with the prince in order to summon the rain. But the princes went missing, so they're kind of shit out of luck. So she has to go on a quest. And it's all quirky and stuff and fairy tales. Oh, uh, the world is still beautiful. Oh, there you go. So, I don't know about that one, but, um... 
sounds similar in concept for sure. Uh, and then the last one was the mystery film, which actually turned out to be the new One Piece movie, One Piece Stampede, which is just, you know, it's just kind of like full on silly fan service for people who like One Piece, honestly. Because like, there's no way this is canon, but it was fun nonetheless. There you go. There's the world is beautiful. World is still beautiful. So yep. that was a, it was a fun film festival and it was obviously still nice to be up in Scotland too, you know, for a little holiday for a week, uh, played lots of video games. I started, a, you know, the Tales of series. I started a oh, new yeah? Tales of game. Uh, we're, oh, we're playing play? Tales of uh, Zillia right now. If you've heard of that one, Zillia. I think I've heard of it. I've never played it myself, though. I'll type it. It's the one where um, you get to choose between either playing as the main girl or the main guy as like the focus for the story. And like the main girl is like, a summon spirit called Maxwell and stuff, and she has all four elements, and the main guy is the doctor. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so it's quite a popular one in the series. It's so far so good. So I played that. Played a bit more Resident Evil 2. Still haven't finished it yet. Um, and so generally that was great. And as I think I've mentioned prior to the show, uh, this weekend has been Comic-Con. So I've went to Comic-Con, cosplayed. Great news. The law. Great news. It's a Tim and Welltall thing. Oh, I know they have a bunch of memes about Comic-Con, but... Last time I checked, they haven't um, got a coverage show on it since 2014, so it's been a while. I think they still get guest passes, don't they? But, Which is um, sad, because that was a great bit that they had where they were just, Great news! Great news! Uh, Comic-Con is coming! Comic-Con! Uh, yeah, it just kind of gets to like a little slight mention now. It would be nice if they did some shows on that. Well, you know, I, I guess it'd be nice if they did a lot of things, but yeah. <laughs> let's let's stay off that for now. Yeah, ain't wrong <laughs> there's plenty that. of opportunities too. Especially when we get onto the community section and I talk when we talk about the forums and well, what happened to the forums. Uh yeah, no, Comic Con was great. Um, you know, same as usual. Uh lots of anime fa- folks there. You got um voice actresses like Tara Strong there. You might know her as the voice of uh, Raven from Teen Titans or um Ben Ten from Ben Ten. Uh they had Charles Matinee. The guy who does the voice... I don't know if I said the name right. The guy who does the voice for Super Mario. There was Simon Pegg from Shot of the Dead. So a bunch of really big people there. Um, and you have your usual, like, you know, cosplay competitions and such. All sorts of stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, it's just good atmosphere. Good convention, as usual. But, um, you know, I don't I don't typically go there for any specific goal. Just to browse, really. Get the atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> Anime Falls is now banned. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, actually there'll be a chance to mention more about the convention in a bit later because I do know we have a comment. Speaking of which, the comments, uh, community mm. stuff. Community. Uh, first off, before we get onto the monster that is the forums and the update on that, we have a few comments on previous episodes. So, two episodes ago, 623, fall 2019, previous episode 1, we have comment by Midnight Crew who says... Uh, just a bit of fun trivia in response to Andrew's describing uh, the game place owner guy from Board Game Anime. We actually used to have a game den in my town that was run by, you guessed it, a bald buff dude. Guy was great. A very friendly American who made friend- who made amazing chocolate chip cookies and he'd sell fresh out of the oven. It's pretty cool. Uh, hmm. Place ended up closing because his prices were too fair, so he couldn't afford to keep it afloat. That is sad. Uh, just saying that sometimes anime actually matches reality, but only sometimes. That is amazing. I'm I'm very glad that there's actually buff men out there that run board game clubs. That's that's cool. And make cookies. Who doesn't like cookies? Um, next we have Yotaro Vegeta, Vegeta, who says, 
Andy, I don't know about any other listeners, but I'd like to see pics of you as Trafalgar Law. Pics or it didn't happen. Well, um, I did read that comment, so I, w- I don't actually have an Instagram or any place where I post photos of myself, really, besides, like, family album photos. So I'm just going to post them to the uh, on-air chat here, I suppose. So I'm... <laughs> I guess if you're in the Discord, you can. If you want to see what I looked like when I was cosplaying, I'm just gonna post pictures right now. <laughs> you, you did what I did when I pers- my put my first cosplay picture up, as I uh-huh. put my I changed my face and I changed it out to be Batoda's face. Oh, did you? Okay, so there you go. There you go, Yotaru. Yes, I I blacked out. Uh, yes, that's me as Android 18. I'm joking. Uh, the Android 18 to my uh, to my left is. Oh, you're a hot there. girl. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, it turns out that blonde hair is my natural hair color, of course. Oh. I'm actually the second... I'm actually also an innocuous blonde. Um, yeah, so that's me on the left as Trafalgar Law, actually, uh, from One Piece and uh, my mm. sister there. And then that's just me posing outside the convention center as well. That was pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty happy with how the costume uh, turned out. Uh, the sword prop really helped, so... Got a lot of people asking for photographs and other One Piece characters to match up with. Uh, you got You got, like... As I expected, I try to predict what the most po- uh, common cosplays are going to be each year. This year, uh-huh. because the Joker movie was new, I predicted there'd be a lot of Jokers. Not uh-huh. the old-fashioned Joker, but like, you know, the red suit one with Joaquin Phoenix. There were plenty of him. Uh, not as many Deadpools this year. Quite a lot of Spider-Men still. Mm. And, you know, there was one that was going around with like a black and white picture of Tony Stark. It was kind of funny. Um, that's probably... Um, and then there's also still My Hero Academia is still really popular. Maybe also because of the new season. But you know what's what I'm, I'm kind of what I find kind of interesting. You know Todoroki from My Hero Academia, the guy with the ice and fire powers guy. Yeah, the dude with the hair that's one yeah. color and the other, and he's mm-hmm. got the scar across his face. Yep. You you get like not just lots of cosplays of him, but lots of girls go as like a female version of him, and as a yeah. guy who was going as a female version of him too. What? Like, they're still... Hmm? A guy going as a female version of a guy. Yes. The long-haired version of Total. And, which makes me wonder, like, is this some sort of, like, really popular fan version character of him? I don't know, like, but I will Loki. admit that My Hero Academia does get a lot of gender-bent hentai made oh. of it. Like, of all characters. Not just of, like, of, um... Of, like, the main dude, but, like, also of, like, of, like, uh, Bokan, or also of, um, the dude whose power is, like, rocks, or, like, turning into a rock or something like that, like, like he has, like, uh, the sharp teeth. Oh, yes, I know him, yeah, 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 I can't, like, yeah, he gets, like, girl hair. versions made of him, like, fucking rice cakes, and then, really, also girl versions of, of course, as you just said, the fire ice dude, um, Todoroki, there's a lot of him. Yeah, there's a lot of gender. And I thought, oh, maybe it's his. Si- maybe it's supposed to be his sister, but no, he's got the scar on the face, and it's still wearing mm-hmm. Todoroki's outfit. <laughs> so it's like gender bent. Todoroki is popular. Obviously, still quite a few pro- uh, froppies. Froppy's best girl. Of um, course, froppy best girl. Froppy's best girl. Um. Oh, also, but the most popular My Hero Academia cosplay character this year is definitely knifey, knifey girl with the blonde hair. The one that really likes Deku. Oh, the Yandere. Nice. So many hers. Yeah. There's so many of her everywhere. Mm. Oh my gosh, so popular. Don't know why, but... Mm. Yeah, I, actually, you probably know why. <laughs> I know um, why. Oh, I don't know, you why, know why. why. 
<laughs> there were so many hers all over the place. Um, uh, Naofumi, you mean shield hero? There are two shield heroes I came across. I don't know who Hajime nice. is, but there was plenty of Naofumi. It's like two, I guess. Sorry, two. No, that's not, that's not plenty. But there was two of those. Also, quite a few demon slayers. You know, the guy with the, the checkered green coat. Yep, yep. I'm sorry. Quite a few did demon slayers. The, like, did they have the, the sisters. Were they carrying their sisters Medesco. around in their, yeah. their boxes? Not carrying <laughs> not carrying her, but she was walking separately. Uh, oh, it really would have been so not, cute not, if they actually had, Medesco, like, a little girl. Nezuko. 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 Nezuko, that's the one. Right, yeah, there's plenty of her. Hajime is Arifureta. I don't remember seeing any Arifuretas actually around. Yeah, that was a white-haired dude. Here's the problem. If it was Hajime, right, it might have been, but I might have ex- um, mistaken him for the guy from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Because they both have white hair and look really similar to me. Oh, Belcoon? So I... Well, yeah. Belcoon's like, dressed down, like, he doesn't wear a lot of armor. But right. Hajime has, like, a robot arm, and he's got, like, the eye patch, and he's dressed up like a badass. Well, Belcoon's more like very lightly armored he's got like two daggers with him and hajime carries a fucking uh rail gun with him so <laughs> it would be mm. like any cosplay you see of like uh Ver- or varus versa from helsing uh-huh where like sometimes they'll have like the giant rail the giant um 50 cal that they'll be carrying uh-huh. around oh you're talking about um what's her name Sarah's. Sarah, thank you. I said, what I call Sarah's her, Varys? Is, yeah, she's great. Yeah, Ver- <laughs> Sarah's is great. Sarah's Victoria's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the big Harkonnen cannon and stuff. But yeah, this was all answering that one question from Yotaru. So if you want to see it, Yotaru, you can go to the Discord server. You already are in the Discord server, but yeah. Speaking of which, we actually, let's continue with the comments. Um, how freaking ironic is it that I find the Ed Kramer news refreshing? If we could just have more cut and dry creeps we all can side against instead of the Vic Rage bait. Yeah, I mean, every now and then it's nice to just have something where we can all agree that's just disgusting, right? So, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'm, I, it means that there's some semblance of sanity in the world when we can all draw a line somewhere, which, you know, I'm sure most people would draw a line on what Ed Kramer was up to. And that was over two weeks ago, so a lot of people listening right now might not even know what I'm talking about at this point, but still... Most recent episode uploaded 624 by um, Fall 2019, previous number two. We have two more comments. Both uh, by Yotaru. Yeah, both by Yotaru. He's a, he's, he, most likely, he most commonly likes to interact via the comment section uh, on the actual website, not the forums. Um, some people call Columbus Day Indigenous People's Day, but I mm-hmm. think Joey's suggestion for the name of the holiday is the most <laughs> accurate. So he, yeah. he's a second-year day name. Yeah. If everyone remembers what uh, my name for Columbus Day I is, go, go listen to episode 624 if you want it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, oh that boy. would also get you banned in some place. Maybe not China. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, people yeah, would probably be... just yell at me here, but uh, honestly, there are some people yeah. like Kotaro who'd be like, actually, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crude, but in some ways I can see there's elements of truth. He didn't come here to hand out candy. Hmm. Uh, anyways, the next comment is, oh, I guess the forum fucked itself. This is a good segue. Uh, I, you know, the forum fucked itself, as your bosses would say. Maybe the coop put, maybe you could, sorry, he must admit could. Maybe you could put the forum topic on the Discord, which is what we've done, or even create a podcast topic channel, which is what we've done. Uh, I know T and W, 
might grumble about that. Here's a lesson, and I didn't understand this two years ago when I first joined. No matter what you do, T&W be mad. They're going to grumble no matter what. It's what they do. I'm sure if there was a camera like filming while they were recording, you'd also see them waving a stick or a cane. Especially T. Well. More so T than W. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Wait, more so T than W? I thought it was more yeah. W. I don't know. No, because Tim? Tim's the older one? Uh, Welltall's the one who actually owns the whole thing. Ah. And he's the one who he does. doesn't grumble as much, but Tim's the one. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, because Tim isn't the one that owns it, he kind of steps back a bit more, and Welltall's more like one's like, man, Discord's. I don't know why everyone likes it so much. It's terrible, sort of thing. I don't know. That was a terrible Welltall impression to cut that out. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, they could give anyone a run for money. But yes, basically the forums are now done, which means I have no other way of inviting people who are new listening to the show and want to actually get onto the Discord channel. Uh, basically, get your email to me any way you can. Either email me at andrew at anime-pulse.com if you want in. Or leave a comment on the website with your email on there. I can get Discord invites to you, basically, if you want to still join the Discord. Because otherwise, if you're not already a member of the forum, you're not going to receive any um, announcement emails I send to every member if you wanted to join to begin with. So, you know, I still want to st- <laughs> make it open for more people to join if they want to, if there's still listeners out there who are on the fence of joining or not. So just get your emails to me and we'll, we'll work something out. For now... Especially if you want to answer forum topics, we're just going to put them on the showtime section. So if you're somebody at home right now listening to this afterwards, go to the show topic session of the showtime uh, on the ban on the not the banter on the Discord server and answer the forum topic. It's as simple as that. So speaking of which, we can now move around to our forum topic of the week. So this week it was actually suggested by Joseph, our main host on Anime Pulse. It says. If you could have anyone from any anime as your boss, who would it be? And first up, we have Realway247, another uh, After Dark host, who says, Walter, no one is surprised or shocked, but I'd work for Walter from Helsing. Can you work, can you workplace affair anyone? Yeah, you, it, it, we're talking fantasy, so nothing's off the table. In fact, you can be on the table with Walter if you really wanted to. Yeah, tied down oh, to the table fancy. with his strings <laughs> as he slowly undresses you. Have fun with that, Rio. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's fantasy. It's healthy. In certain amounts. By the way, I just fucked up. I'm sorry. There was actually an update to last week's forum topic. Uh, there was not an answer to it. And because the forums are down, that person DM'd me. So this is actually an answer about best lollies in anime from... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not to update on that one by DD Dreamer, who I also believe is known as Midnight Crew. So they're saying about their best lollies is the first lolly that comes to mind is Furude Rika from Higurashi. Don't know who that is. I like how yeah, she's eventually. Oh, is she? Is she the yeah, that blue-haired was, uh, one? Yeah, that was Rika, one? who eventually turns oh. into uh, the Witch of Miracles from Umineko. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. He says, I like how she is eventually revealed to be more than just a vapid moe blob she's initially portrayed to be. <clears throat> I have a Rika figurine for a reason. Smiley face. Other than her, you've also got a bunch of lollies. Surprise, surprise, from Made in Abyss. He likes Riku, Riku, Fap, Uta, and maybe Nanachi. Just a lot of fun and memorable characters that get 
put through a lot of interesting and dark stuff. The entire show is dark. <laughs> My final favorite Wally would have to be Enma Ai from Jigoku Shoujo. She's very memorable for being so morally grey and clearly inhuman, but not in a way that feels cheap. Uh, feels like a cheap attempt to make kudere just for the sake of it. She's Charon if Charon was a lolly. And it's great. Looking back at my choices, I guess I really like lollies with some serious darkness to them. No pure moe daughters or emotos for me. Crew. So, there you go. I think it's probably the contrast, right? Because you don't expect a, a lolly character to be all dark and edgy. So, maybe that's part of the reason. Unless but- you're watching Sugar Life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she's she's very pure and she's corrupt as it goes. Oh uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a show and a half. Everybody's fucking crazy in that show. But anyways, that takes us back to this week's forum topic again. Back to the subject of who's your favorite boss? Shield Bro comes in with the only one that I can think of now is Kobayashi. That's a good answer actually from Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. She's really reliable and treats her co-workers well. Also, Itami from Gate. Despite his attitude, he's a really good leader. So, Not bad. Go. It's a good choice. Yeah, good choices. Yeah. Uh, next one is Marina Burt, who says Aoi Miyamori because she's totally competent. So um, I don't know if that's like a maybe she's not because it could be sarcastic. I actually have never seen Shirabako enough to know, but maybe that wasn't sarcastic. It kind of comes across sarcastic, but I can't tell. Um, <laughs> pick. Yeah, another pick is just God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get to that then, I suppose. Um, oh. Rampant AI says, My first thought was Motoko Kusanagi, the major from Ghost in the Shell, but she works in a career that is highly dangerous. She's sexy while still being a serious, competent leader, but I'd only want to work under her in a more sedate office setting, I guess. So you don't want to be put into any danger, that's understandable. Marina Burt says, What about any god from Isekai show where god gives you every cheat ability you could ask for because Isekai? That's a good idea. That's a creative and good idea. Oh, I was thinking about Oran. Inocuous Blonde comes in with, oh, wait, shit. We have her on the line right now. And I don't mean on the line, I mean on the line. Go for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I know. I forgot about this. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, Inocuous Blonde, she comes in and says, uh, <clears throat> How do you say that name? Kyoya Otori. Okay, Kyoya Otori. Kyoya Otori. Southern accent for that, okay. <laughs> Kyoya Otori from Oran High School Host Club. Cool, calculating, strong math skills. Knows how to leverage the team's strength to reach a goal. Also, a bi-speckled cutie. So, oh, Thank I'm you. actually kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised she didn't go with uh, Tom- T- Tomaki? Tomaki, the actual leader of the host club. But I suppose he's uh, Kyoya is the kind of glue that holds it all together in many ways because of his competence. Um, I was thinking of somebody from Oran Host Club, but yeah, yeah, he's very he's very smart and also probably really well developed. Also, an English dub voiced by J. Michael Tatum, who has a very smooth voice too. But yeah, thanks for the answer. In Oculus, we'll just. Uh, Hang up from the cop. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Rampant again who says, I also thought of Hanako from Wotakoi, but she's more like a senpai than a manager. Is, that's the glasses lady from Wotaku. Wotakoi. The, yeah. She would be mm-hmm. good as a boss, I guess. Mal says, best boss, Ang, the last airbender? It's not um, an anime. 
not an anime. <laughs> debatable. debatable. But I guess he would be a good boss in many ways. I guess he'd be very fair. He's got monk principles, I suppose. Uh, next up, we have Black Magic who says, Yuko from Triple X Holic. She's uh, pretty laid back when she's not shoving off chores on others. But it would be pretty cool to work as her wish granting at her wish granting shop and see the manner of people that come through the shop to have their problems dealt with, the good and the bad. So there you go. That unless you're, of course you're asthmatic because she smokes a lot from my memory. So there's that. Um, next up we have uh, Marina Burt who says, "Did you mean to that? That's not an answer. That's, that was me fucking up. Never mind. I think that's all Oops. the answer <laughs> from the community." Um, so what about you, Joseph? What are um, what are your um, answers for best right. bosses? I got uh, three choices here. First up, one of them that we actually talked about, uh, Tanya von Dunchcraft. Dekunkraft. Dekunkraft? I don't know. Dekunkraft, thank you. Um, just because she seems like she could kick my ass into shape. And if I were in that world... I would need someone to kick my ass into being motivated to do mostly anything. And, uh, yeah. Plus, before she was a cute lolly, or a sadistic lolly chick, um, mm-hmm. she was a, uh, a, what was it, a salesman or something like that? Like uh, a, She was like a manager, salary manager dude. Salary right, manager salary manager. worker kind of dude. Um, yeah. And so... I think they have a pretty good grasp of that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. But if you fuck up, she will not hesitate to have you disposed of. No, I mean, she'll fucking punch me into the ground and whatnot, but, uh, you know, oh, yeah. some people might be into that. Yeah, very ruthless. <clears throat> not saying I am, but, you know, mm. some people. Uh, might actually be Then, uh, Hito Hito uh, Tanado, or Tandano, from, mm. uh, from Komi-san wa Komi-yusho desu, or Kyomi can't communicate. Uh-huh. Uh, he's just this guy who can really read the atmosphere, and he seems to somehow... Well, he seems to be able to make friends for Komi, and then, like, attach the friendship status to her. So he seems like he'd be a super office manager kind of guy, where it's just like... Or he'd be a really good teacher. Mm-hmm. Also, he becomes a super cute girl if you throw a wig on him. <laughs> oh, does he? Okay, well that's a bonus. Yeah, you know you have that trap, <laughs> that trap attraction. I suppose. Yeah, you could have that too. Yeah. But just uh, I, I'm more of pro of uh, him and Comey. It's a super cute relationship they have. Um, and then the final one is going to be uh, Hinako Inu from Shokugeki no Soma. She's one of the. Uh, uh, previous second seat from the Elite Ten Council. She was also the head chef at a Japanese restaurant. Um, uh-huh. She's one of the judges that shows up, I believe. She's one of the judges. She's like the one who always picks on um, uh, from Kojiro, the dude uh-huh. with the glasses and the red hair. And she'll be like, oh, Kojiro, yeah. stop being so mean. And like then he'll like smash oh, her head with like her, a yeah. karate chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like a more adult version of Megumi. And I would have mm-hmm. said Megumi, but Megumi has a thing for Soma and I'm not about to not about to unsupport my fat my Megumi X Soma best couple ever fight me. 
um, in <laughs> Shokugeki. So I'm gonna go with Hinako because uh, she be she be in MILF status. It looks like she could be there. Uh, doesn't mm. look like she's married. So uh, so uh, time for some office romance. Ah, so we, she's we'll have some late nights romance. in the kitchen. You know what mm. I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> we'll be we'll be baking. <laughs> Nothing will happen. I would just be just be cooking things. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of cooking. Yeah. Uh, is that all yeah. your? Uh, that that's uh, those are my those are my choices. My three. One of them being the you know I'll beat you up kind of boss. One of them being just the boss who's really a good boss, and then the last one just being the boss that. I wouldn't do anything with because I'd be too much of a coward and I'd probably just be baking and cooking stuff well, and she'd be a nice yeah. boss, maybe. Fair enough, fair enough. Refresh, refresh, I know. I I was looking at it. Uh, before I give my answer, um, Rampant submitted one more, which was, perfect boss is Hestia from Dan Machi, which is also how to pick up girls from the dungeon. In a gun- how to pick up, wait, sorry, not how to, is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? Which is the girl. Yes, it's wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon. Yeah. He says, cute, adorable, and sweet, but a terrible financier, unfortunately. So I suppose you'd be yeah. the employee that's the treasurer, I guess, to help keep that in line, otherwise you're going to go bankrupt. Um, well, the whole problem with her is that she had um, she had a knife created by a god who made it like a super knife, a super dagger, and then gave it to Bell, and then that knife was worth something like 8 million... 80 million or something like that uh whatever their huh. money is and so uh she's been trying to pay it off slowly by working for her but uh even though the other god was like i'll just give it to you for free and she's like no i won't do that i'll pay you back and she's like are you sure this thing would be worth a lot of money if i were to actually make a charge for it so she's uh she's got a good heart it's in the wrong place <laughs> when it came gotcha. to that decision uh i see one of those too good for her own good in a way, in some ways, I suppose. Um, all right then. So there, there you go. That's all. I think that's now the last entry. Um, so some quick picks from yours truly. I've got competent bosses would be Yang Wenli from, um, fuck, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, as well mm-hmm. as Kakashi. They're both the competent types, so they would be the ones that would keep you in line. Um, they're very smart, good strategists, but they'll also look out for you as well, you know? So, they're the super intelligent ones. Then we have the more businessy types. We have Giovanni from Pokemon uh, Team Rocket or Tonegawa. The thing about them is, despite being heads of um, syndicates and, like, you know, crime bosses and such, they also seem to be rather tolerant of their subordinates. Like, Tonegawa really wants to impress his subordinates so much that there's a show about that where he takes them out to barbecue and do team-building exercises. And Giovanni puts up with so much shit and fuck-ups from, you know, Jesse James and Meowth that he kind of seems like a pretty decent boss in that regard. Probably pays a lot of money out of pocket just to kind of keep everything afloat, too, so there is that. I wonder how the healthcare is. Yeah, maybe they get dental. You never know. Yeah, maybe they get dental. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse and and James had some really nice teeth. Oh, oh yes, they did. Oh man, they shine. They had the little ding parts. And think about it, they had their teeth knocked out all the time by like Pikachu and Ash, all the and then the next scene you'd see them they'd have perfect smile again. That's yeah. gotta be amazing dental. 
They got they get shocked, burned by Charizard, brain damage from Psyduck. You know, all that all that healthcare must have been like expensive. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Only thing, only problem is the accommodation because they frequently show Jesse James and me of having to like sleep on like playground slides and bus station benches. So obviously, doesn't really well, as you pointed out, they're not the best. Um, not the not best. The best. But- of Team Rocket has to offer. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. So maybe uh, you get you reap what you sow in terms of your employee that sort of thing. And then the other boss that's a kind of a wild card, but I could justify why I'd want to work for him would probably be Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. Now, in many ways, he's a terrible boss because he's goofy, he's unreliable, and does all sorts of wacky shit. You know, doesn't act like your typical captain. But at the same time. Very much. This is this an entry is just like I want to be in the One Piece crew, sure, uh, in the Straw Hat crew. Uh, he's like out of everybody I've mentioned so far, even including Kakashi. He's the most sort of like he will back you as an employee, which is um, more than a lot of employees could ever ask for from their boss. So he'll really back you um, when when the going gets tough. And the workplace environment is certainly never going to be boring. You go to very interesting places. You're essentially traveling for a living um, and going on all sorts of wacky adventures. So, you know, sounds like an ideal environment for me. So that'd be, that'd be who the knows? Maybe you'll, you'll make a giant shark waifu happy. Shark waifu. There is a giant shark waifu in that show, but um, only very briefly. <laughs> Have you seen that? Did did you see the shark waifu? Is that I saw some uh, some uh, okay. drawings of it lately. Oh, <clears throat> uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I was gonna say it's pretty obscure, but okay, yeah, yeah, there is a shark waifu. Um, but yes, good, good, good boss, good boss, and that would be my last entries. If you guys want to submit anything, because usually we keep forum topics open for two weeks. Uh, obviously, the forums are done. If you're going to post after this recording right now, please um, preface your message with um, anime boss at the start of the message so I know it's from the previous week. Uh, that'll help keep things organized for when next week I post a new topic. So just at me and start the message off with anime boss. Thank you very much. And that does it for today's community stuff. So we can move on whenever you're ready. All right, let's get straight into our industry news. And I'll get us started here with something that will allow you to transition right into it. So, uh, Red Cross uh, did another collab with uh, a uh, mangaka, or Uh an anime, as it were. And this time it was uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. You know, the busty, what is she, a kohai? Or she is like a, no, she's a fellow classmate. So she's ah. like the she's in the tier of like the girls who tease their senpai, ah. kohai, or romantic interest person, and okay. she's like the she's one of the ones that has like giant tits. She's got she likes to fuck around with um, her mm-hmm. significant other. I'll call him, and yeah. um, well, recently the her she got a. A poster made of her for this Red Cross event that was going on where I'm assuming she's saying something along the lines of like oh you're donating blood how cute or something like that and you know uh-huh. she's got her giant attributes sticking out and she's like a she's got like a parfait in one hand too hey, it looks cute uh-huh. you know I wouldn't I don't mind it I, it looks okay yeah however mm-hmm. feminists 
And lawyer uh, uh, Keiko Ota said that uh, the <laughs> the poster and uh-huh. her uh, tweeted about it, basically stating that um, she thinks it's really insensitive. Why did they go to this kind of illustration? I'm desensitized to it. But in a public huh? space, it's like background sexual harassment. Um, and then in a follow-up tweet, she mentioned that she had sent an inquiry to the Red Cross Japan regarding the poster. She also wrote, every time this comes up, I get a lot of replies from people who don't get it. I'm not saying that it's wrong to emphasize breasts or sexual parts in drawings. It's a question of what kind of purpose that description or depiction serves within a particular subject in place. It infuriates me that people show no understanding of why this kind of thing should be addressed. Blah, 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 blah. Feminists getting angry about a poster that's sexualizing women. An anime Uh, character. uh, From an anime. That's supporting a good cause about donating blood. uh, Fuck off, is what I have to say. (laughs) Go crawl back to your feminist cave and leave us alone. Ah. Um, I, th- I think I think uh, Joseph provided a link farther up above, but it's going to be in the um, episode description, I believe. But um, there you go. I'll there give you that go. back for everyone else who can see it again. Uh, let me see the image at least to see what exactly got their knickers. I don't want to see what the image looks like. Is that on the article? It's good. Oh, it's this image too. here. Yeah. Oh, this image. Right. Okay. So she got angry about this one. Yep. Huh. That's it. That's all it is. She's fully clothed. She's wearing, uh, you know, like an apron around her waist. She's got the uh, parfait uh. and it looks like maybe a club soda in her uh, on her tray there. She's saying something yeah. in Japanese. I have no idea what she's talking. But, um, yeah. Okay. Uh. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's honestly this as far as being like. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, as far as fan servicey images go, I mean, I guess it's, I guess this was, this was out in public, I suppose. I don't, know. I don't. Know. But that's it's, tame, it's okay. It's that's pretty tame. That's yeah. tame. Uh huh. Okay. You know, plus you got to uh, give the Red Cross anything they levels. can get because they they will desperate. They'll yeah. They'll suck your dick to get you to donate blood. Uh, and so I mean, I guess is, it's also like, it's offer. also worth mentioning. It's also like it's not it's nothing personal. I mean. They use anime fan service to advertise any cause, like joining the army or anything in general. It's not really exclusive. Or and it's not selling even just a, for a washer and dryer. <laughs> they only use handsome guys, handsome, beautiful women in their illustrations to sort of promote any cause. So it's not really exclusive. But I think a blood drive is sort of, you know, where we probably should all be kind of like, whatever gets people donating blood, because I think we could all agree that's a good cause. I don't know, innocuous. Oh. It's not extra at all. That's that is okay, just sure. her standard booby size from the manga, as I far as I can tell. I went back I to the manga and I like double checked it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty much it." Like that, she's got a big old chest on her. Also, where my fan service at? Um, I, I, everything, every fan service is tame um, in regards to like what you typically cover on your show, innocuous, I suppose. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Okay. I guess this is why it segments quite well into what my news article kind of was. Which is, yes, um... Yes, you, uh, you, yeah. you have more 
for us. Yeah. So, you know, and I do want to stress that it's not really necessarily because it includes feminist lingo within a anime dub. Uh, I'll go more into that a little later, but... um. Yeah, basically the low lowdown is that an anime that I didn't, I don't think I even previewed because I think it was it was too shit for me to preview because it was just kind of so bland. An anime called You Know has like another. It's called You Know, which is about this guy who like, uh, fuck, I can't even really remember the plot. Something to do with time travel and other dimensions and shit. You know, <laughs> really the one bad. about you know. God. Uh, you know exactly. It it wasn't a very good anime, right? But. Um, it's being dubbed by Funimation, which, you know, shouldn't surprise anybody because it's, like, they're, like, the main distributor of dubs. And they've done some, somebody noticed some changes in terms of, like, the translation from the subtitles in comparison to the dub. It now includes a few lines. You can see the article yourself, as well as, um, two videos that compare the dialogue in both scenes, both in Japanese and in English. The first one just kind of, you know, the guy is making very Snyder marks, you know, like, oh, your highness and stuff, and... Then at the end, like, he makes kind of like a period jab at her, like, because she's being moody with them, and she replies with how crude. Whilst in the Funimation dub, he starts off with kind of like, you know, a bit more of disrespectful, like, behavior that I suppose you would attribute more to like a misogynist with like, you know, what's up, sweet cheeks? And then it goes into like, uh, he, when he makes the period joke at the end, she then flat out just calls him a misogynist, which, you know, doesn't happen of, you know, in the original version. Now, bearing in mind this is not the first time Funimation has used their dubs to inject a little bit, you know, a little tidbit of their own little leanings here and there into their translations. So it shouldn't really be surprising, most famously, stuff like Hajime no Gal, the Gamergate reference in Prison School. It's very strange anime they choose to put in their, um, their own agenda. I mean, in my opinion, it was like, Interviews with Monster Girl, they added in references to SJWs in it for some reason. And I was like, why? This has nothing to do with anything. But, um, I will reiterate what I said back then with what I'm, with this topic I'm covering now. It doesn't matter really what political stance Funimation takes. I want to stress that even if they were, had the absolute opposite opinion, I just don't think it belongs in anime, especially if the original artist hasn't made that sort of point, you know? It, it could be pro-left, pro-right, doesn't fucking matter. You're editing somebody else's artwork when it comes to a dub. And to me, that's just as bad as censoring. You, you really shouldn't. Maybe it's just because mm-hmm. I'm more from a pure art school background. You know, I do believe that, you know, just let the art just speak for itself. But when Funimation does stuff like that, it, it does tick me off in many personal ways because of that, you know. It doesn't have to agree with my politics, because again, I don't really think anime is uh, a heavily political space, but you know, unless again, 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 unless your anime is completely made to be like a, a, a modern day contemporary piece about American elections or something, then, then of course it's going to be there, but this is an anime about some shitty time-traveling interdimensional some sh- bullshit, right? doesn't need to be here, and it got added in by the dubbing company, so... You can see the anyway. You can see the article yourself. Um, but um, yeah, poetic license should be a light touch and trust. Exactly. I mean, there's localization. Let's say there's a joke that happens in Japan that nobody's going to understand here. You can kind of sometimes take some creative liberties, but that's just because the, you know the joke is not going to work culturally. But if you're going to put in some sort of stance or references to like I don't know fucking 
like Me Too or something in there. It just doesn't feel like the right time and place. But, you know. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure we all understand what I'm getting at. Um, no, I get it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, um, and that's just like another reason why um, I am no longer subscribed to the Funimation. So there you go. That's my article for the week, starting us off on a high. Um, and then we've got one more piece of news from you. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. So I can't transition into it. I can't do it. Not a to uh, well, not to continue us into more political uh, turmoil, but um, well. Team Rocket recently got a uh, a Chinese man in trouble. Oh yeah, yes, the the Chinese word, everyone's favorite hot button topic these days. Uh, uh-huh. Well, uh, a Chinese man recently had to issue a public apology for sharing his love of Pokemon's Team Rocket. Huh. Uh, apparently, the man who worked for the uh, China's Guzhong Central Sports, a company that manages sporting events in the country, which, of course, as we all know right now, China's not exactly happy with some sports uh, uh, sports teams, uh, Houston Rockets, uh, for mm-hmm. the ongoing controversies between them and the Chinese government. Well, recently he tweeted on the WeChat social media app, I love Team Rocket, no matter how many people they say they are bad guys. I've loved them since I was a little kid. No matter how many times they fail, they get back up and keep chasing after their dreams. And seeing yeah. them do that gives me courage, too. Thank you, Jesse, oh. James, and Meowth. Oh, now, nice. his post included two images. One oh. of the characters, and another of the ongoing controversy between the Houston Rockets and the Chinese government. Now, if you didn't know, China suspended its ties with the Houston Rockets earlier this month after the team's general manager, Daryl Morey, shared support of the ongoing Hong Kong democracy protests on Twitter. Mm. Uh, China urged the team's management to rectify Morey's statement and the country's sports broadcaster CCTV5 suspended airing any of the team's games, basically China being a butthurt child because anyone dare disagree with their government or call their leader Winnie the Pooh shall never hear the light of day from China. And we're the ones that make all the money for everyone else. If you want in on our market, you do as we say. So it's basically capitalists bowing down to communists, which is fucking crazy. Crazy, I say. Uh, But yes, in this case, it's just a man apologizing for his love of Team Rocket, uh, yeah, anime characters, because apparently it wasn't even uh, truly um, tied in together. So bear, uh, here it is. Uh, this is a clarification. Uh, right. Moray uh, from the Team Rockets has since clarified his statements don't reflect those of the NBA and the Rockets, blah, 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 and so forth. Right. Um, Team Rocket and the Houston Rockets... Are actually written written with the same uh, Hanzi or Hanzai, oh. so that might be why the two are correlating to one another here. Right. So this is a big misunderstanding, basically. Oh. And in addition to the man himself, the central the uh, central sports company also issued an apology for the post stating it was inappropriate content that adversely affects society 
and included a signed apology written by the Team Rocket fan. Wow. And at the signed page included a statement by the employee reaffirming his admiration for China. <laughs> um, oh my god. I apologize for causing a controversy and hurting everyone. I love my mother country. Wow. Uh-huh. When I watched the parade commemorating our country's founding, my tears, my hot tears overflowed. Wow. Fuck you, China. Back into the line. Guys, back in line, I guess. Free Hong Kong, revolution of our time. Well, now we're definitely banned in China now, you know. <laughs> well, if we weren't before... That, you can't see it, but I'm wearing a mask right now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how well, we go from that. That's. Uh... I believe that uh, that ends things for us here. Um, uh, for our industry news. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's continue on to our previews. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Yes. And I'll get started off here with a real short one. Okay. Zer Lane. Uh, I, I have mentioned this before. This is the side-scrolling shoot-em-up video game created by a Chinese developer. Uh-huh. Hmm don't know if i should keep playing the game <laughs> oh. uh but um <laughs> all right yeah, it's, you know it's anthropomorphifies female ships you know it's basically a knockoff of japanese uh conch hole and oh. it's just shoot them up fighting other character fighting other uh ship waifus and that kind of thing it's a collectum game it's a gotcha game well it's got an anime now and the anime is basically the video game minus the Admiral. Now, the Admiral from Azur Lane is your character, the one you play. The one that all the ship waifus want to be friends with and uh, mm. maybe more than friends with, if you catch my drift. Right. Uh, unfortunately, there is no Admiral in this Azur Lane. He does mm -hmm. and she does not exist. Um, instead, this is just ship waifus doing ship waifu things, much like the Conkle, uh, uh, anime that got made. And, uh, the beginning of it starts out where it just gives you a bunch of exposition. Um, sirens came from outer space. They killed all of our warships. So then we made anthropomorphized warships and they go out there and they fight the sirens and they won and then they had nothing else to do, so they decided to fight each other again. Because. And right now, it's the Iron Blood, uh, <coughs> Germany, um, versus, uh, with the Sakura Empire, <coughs> Japan, fighting uh, the Royal Army, or the Royal Navy, uh, England, stuff like that. Yep. And uh, the, Engli the, the Eagle Union, which is America. America, yeah. America. America, yes. And in this one, it's uh, some of the ship waifus show up to the new port that is built right near the uh, Sakura Empire, 
where they're currently watching the Sakura Empire doing some shifty stuff, maybe maybe not so good. Hmm. And uh, you know, it, it's it is fucking fan service central. You can almost hear the fucking animator jerking off in the background feverishly oh. as they're throwing in every fucking ship waifu you could possibly imagine. And every screenshot possible, it's like, look at it, it's it's San Diego. She's over there in the corner singing. Oh, it's so cute. Look at it, it's 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 the laugh Laffy over there. She's she's tired and sleepy. Isn't that cute? Look at over there. That's that's that one, remember her? The one with the big tits? And, and over there, look, it's all of them. Uh, and she's getting molested by one of them. Ha ha, hilarious. Oh dear. Well, uh, one of the ship waifu shows up whose name is Unicorn. She carries uh -huh. around a unicorn with her. I believe she is uh, a part of the HMS fleet. So she's one of uh, England's uh, ships. So apparently you guys actually, you guys over there in Europe actually had a ship named the Unicorn, or Unicorn. <laughs> uh, wouldn't surprise me, I suppose. And uh, she loses her stuffed Unicorn. So it's up to her and, and, and Javelin, who is one of uh, people's characters that they like to pick, uh, to go and find her stuffed Unicorn, which just so happens to be found... Uh, by a Sakura Empire character whose name isn't revealed, but I forget who she is. I believe she's one of the ones you can... Um, she's one of the ones you get at the... You can pick as, like, one of the beginning games. Ah, that, there it is, Mariner Bird. Po posted the HMS Unicorn. Yeah, because they posted a black and white picture. I like to imagine that in color it would be, like, rainbows because it's a rainbow, because it's a unicorn. Mm. But, uh, uh, it also mm. has a cute anime girl at, at uh, on top of it. <laughs> Print on it. They knew back in the nineteen where nineteen thirties, British invented anime. And so uh, they find her unicorn thing, and just then the Sakura fleet attack, and it's uh -huh. uh, it's uh, two of, like the it's the waifu ones. It's Kagura and um shit, I forget yeah. the other one's name. Uh, the Yandere-ish one? Shit, what the um. fuck is his name? <laughs> Anyways, uh, they attack, and then uh, who shows up? The most powerful of all the ships possible. That's right, America shows up with the, the Grey Ghost, the Enterprise, who is not actually Ooh. our our capital ship anymore. Starship. Uh, it, uh, it's not... Uh, yes, the Enterprise with uh, Jean-Luc Picard, who's uh, uh -huh. currently piloting her. She comes in, and she kicks the Empire, the soccer Empire's ass out of there. But they're like, ah, we already did what we wanted to do anyways. And they have a, a cube in their hand, which looks a lot like the, uh, the soul cubes or whatever from Azur Lane that you use to summon ships. So I guess they're collecting them to summon a ship, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um... It's not like you don't already know what's going to happen because you've already played the game. Mm. Any hoozles, I'm not going to keep watching it. There's no Admiral in it. It's just a bunch of cute girls doing ship waifu things, so... Uh-huh. Meh. I was only going to watch it if it had... Uh, right. If it had... Well, Rampant, all these ships are from, like, different eras. Like, you got, like... You got warships that were from like World War One. Warships are from World War Two, and warships that are basically still in use today. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's over time. It's just very memorable ships. Um, or just any ship at all, because it's just become that these days, where it's just like, hey, what other ships have there been in the military? Okay, we'll use those. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, going to keep... I think that's your first no. I think it's your first no. That is my though. first no this season. It's just a no. I'll continue playing the game, but even then, like, the story of the game is something I can almost just, like, skip, 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 because it... It's boring, I want to mm-hmm. say. I'll say it's boring. Also, the way they present it's really boring in the game. And the only positive thing uh. about it was the animation, maybe. The fight scene uh-huh. was really good. Like, the whole fight right. that they had between the ships, like, that was pretty, pretty fucking pretty. But, okay. uh, yeah. Just got That's that. about it. All right. Fair enough. Okay, well, uh, uh, moving along. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are are um, adverse in the term Ikiman. Is it Ikiman? You, have you ever heard of the term? In Japan? I think I've heard of the term, but I don't think I've I know what it means right now. I'm gonna be using it a lot. It's it's a uh, it's it's derived from the words Ikeru or Ikiteru and Menzu. Ikeru and Ikiteru uh, meaning cool or good and exciting, while Menzu stands for men. Now, this term's often used to reference good-looking men that you get in Japanese pop culture. So basically those male idol guys, like the, the pointy-ish sort of chin, you know, smooth skin, feminine dainty arms, you know, intelligent-looking eyes, husky voices, an air Innocuous of mystery nose. around them. <laughs> what, sorry? The what? Innocuous nose. She, she just oh. posted like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, okay, she knows, she knows, yeah. So that that is going to be a core staple of this show, this type of archetype, if you know what it is. In fact, she was mentioning um, Oran Host Club earlier on. Oran Host Club heavily parodies the um, standards of Ikimen or Ikim, yeah, Ikimen. I'm gonna go with that. Maybe my pronunciation is terrible. With today's anime, first one, my theme for today is also gonna be kind of like mystery slash like kind of crime drama esque shows, I suppose. So the first anime I'm gonna be doing is called Stand My Heroes. Really sounds like bad English. Uh, Colon, piece of truth. So, um, it's a show, it's, it's about narcotics, basically. And it starts off with, like, a flashback that we don't really get much context to in this episode. But it's, like, got main girls, a kid, you can tell it's a flashback because it's, like, you know, blurry footage with, like, you know, the, like, a slightly sepia filter over it. And it's, like, a, it's got a boy bleeding profusely after being, and being carted to an ambulance while the main girl, who's now a child at this point, is looking on. And then the pan- pa- the camera pans out to see, like, you see, like, a broken carousel ride that's been slammed into by a car, so there's been some sort of car accident or something. And it's basically, like, a funfair experience gone wrong. Then we go to current time, and there's, like, a meeting between, like, these old men, like, in a committee with these uh, younger guys, and they're talking about putting together a new... They're putting together a team. A new anti-drug task force called Standoda! Now, this unique task force will consist of a mix of anti-drug specialists, police investigators, and even some civilians. Mm. Uh, the senior members are proposing this to, uh, in hopes that Ikemen leader will lead, uh, lead it in scouting people for this team, but Stubble Ikemen points out that he's not much for job progression, and in fact, other ide- and, and in fact, he presents an idea for someone else that's fit for the position, 
which would be our female lead character, Izumi Rei. Now, what is kind of funny about this is that the a- <laughs> like this anime is so focused on like the handsome guy aspect that I had to look back at the show to try and find her name because the description on my anime list just says the heroine. <laughs> is the new officer who works in the narcotics department. And if you look down in, in my anime list to the characters and voice actors, even though she's the main character, she's not listed. So I couldn't find her name in the characters and voice actors part either. That's just how much how much the show is, you know, it's quite obvious what, who this show is directed towards. But anyway, it's doing this while we're seeing shots of her being prepared for the work. Um... You know, she's, she's showering and putting on clothes and the, it, the camera pans over like her bookshelf to show she's like heavily read up on drug drug stuff, I suppose, and how to deal with it, I guess. Because she's like good in her field. She's in the anti-drugs department. Um, now, the big shots are um, not are very sceptical about how she's suited for this job of recruiting new people for this team because she's apparently messed up on a job and is now currently suspended. But main guy Ikumen vouches for her strong sense of justice and that she has a talent that is hard to come by. More on that later. Now, we then get um, her first day back at the office as we're introduced to her team of anti-drug Ikumen she works with. There's Glasses Ikumen who brings her coffees with, like, mild flirtations interspersed. Uh, mm. There's Nice Guy Ikimen, who has, like, the, the closed-eyes smile. There's really not much else I can say about the character, which is great. Then there's Pink-Haired Ikimen, sleeping on the couch. Uh, he's, like, the feminine one, I suppose. Uh, and then we get other Ikimen that we saw previously at the committee meeting coming back to welcome her after, you know, being suspended and all that. And what better way to celebrate than with cake and coffee? So... Ray is then briefed on her new position to scout out more ga- more hot guys. I mean, find new people to join Standoda, who just happen to be hot Ikemen. Uh, she accepts it and is driven off where Standoda's base of operations will be with main guy Ikemen, while the other Ikemen worry about how she will do uh, until pink-haired Ikemen reassures them that she'll do great because she has her unique ability, which is... She's actually immune to all forms of narcotics, so basically drugs don't affect her. So that's kind of useful to have in an anti-drug task force. Um, <laughs> at her new office, Ray meets Moody Glasses Ikemen and Happy-Go-Lucky Ikemen before a run-in with, literally because she actually trips up and he catches her, white-haired Sundare Ikemen. Ray at first feels discouraged, but... After a pep, because she feels discouraged about like you know joining this new team because she doesn't necessarily get along with glasses, uh, Ikemen and Sundari Ikemen, because and they show that basically because of her she, why she got suspended was because they were doing like a stakeout, and because she saw like this kid getting mugged by these two thugs, she went in and interfered with that even though like it kind of compromised their like their stakeout that they were doing. So she compromised the job. And, like, main guy Ikemen gives her a speech about, no, it's justice, and you were following what you think is right, and, you know, don't 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 lose that, even if it kills you sort of thing. And she's like, thanks! And then she decides to try and win over white-haired Ikemen, um, because she's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him that I am good for this job. But then he's like, well, a lot of the people here protect you because of your immunity to drugs, and that's the only reason why they protect you so much, and because of that, I can't respect you. And so she kind of loses out on that. But not to worry, because then she meets Chief Cherry-Haired Ikemen, who puts her on her first real job to possibly recruit somebody to join Standard, which is 
celebrity Ikemen because he likely has links to information that they could use to clamp down on drugs. Now, while mm. at a boat party where she attempts to approach him, she accidentally bumps into shady CEO Ikemen and his bodyguards, <laughs> rough-looking Ikemen and curly-haired nice guy Ikemen, who hands her a handkerchief. That's how you know he's a nice guy. Uh, but there's no time for Ikemen as there's a guy who's not hot who is disguised as staff on the ship, and he's looking to try and kill celebrity Ikemen, which is why Rey runs into her previous team of Ikemen who are following the lead on trying to stop this terrorist guy. Now, the bad, the bad, not-so-good-looking Ikemen, uh, well, he, actually, he's not an Ikemen, puts in some, starts setting some flares on fire and puts them into bins, which causes everybody to panic, and in the panic, he tries to ambush and kill celebrity Ikemen. And despite wearing heels, Rey's the only one who manages to pursue him into uh like the engine room below and she they, the show emphasizes her dedication to the job because like she removes her heels which um sundari white-haired ikemen said like you know they're gonna get in the way of your job if you're not taking the job seriously you shouldn't come you know sort of thing so she takes off her heels because she's dedicated and she she goes down to the basement or the, the engine room and she gets ambushed by the guy uh the not so good looking guy and he tries to like put chloroform on her now I know, I know the whole point is that because she's got an immunity to narcotics, that's why she doesn't get knocked out. But I think I so recently found that... chloroform's not that, narcotic, isn't it? I, I don't know. I guess they just mean all drugs. I guess they mean all drugs just don't work. I'd like them, to but... see her just do a, a, like, a row of black tar heroin and tell me that don't affect her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, maybe that would eventually, maybe she won't feel the effect, but it might still kill her. Who knows? Um, but, uh, uh the thing is, is though, I, I think I recently found out that chloroform doesn't work the way it works in the movies. Like, you can't just knock someone out instantly. No, nope, you have to hold it over their mouth, and it has to stay there yeah. a while, and basically the whole, the whole rag has to be, like, sopping wet with chloroform enough that yeah. you're holding it, it will affect you. Yeah, because the fumes are going to your face if you're holding that person like this guy I'm imagining is holding her or he's got his arm like around her waist and like he's holding her he's got his other hand across her mouth with it uh huh yeah, yeah exactly it, he'd have to so hold it there for like upwards of like 5 to 10 minutes for it to work yeah so I mean movies get it wrong this anime kind of gets it wrong anyway but it's just to show that she can resist <clears> it <throat> Uh, she tries to fight him off, and just before things are going to turn ugly, uh, Sundari White-Haired Ikemen steps in and saves her with a wrestling move. Um, so there's that. We cut to outside as the man has been arrested. White-Haired Sundari Ikemen voices some level of concern for Rei, so it turns out he cared about her all along, I guess. And then Rei monologues about how she is filled with a sense of pride in her work, despite how roughed up she now looks in her appearance. So, post-credits, we get a shady redhead Ikemen talking with shadowed-out dark Ikemen about how he found something very interesting, and he's obviously referring to main girl, Rei. Uh, and that was it. That was the show. Uh, this show is brought to you by Studio MSC, which kind of stands for miscellaneous. I should have seen this thing coming because basically everything they've worked on is just stars hot guys, so I probably should have seen this coming. I... The, the initial poster for the show made it seem like it was going to be like a serious like crime drama. It's not. It's about hot guys. Um, I didn't even realize it was based off a. I was trying to avoid what you were doing, where you're you're doing two games that are based off of no two anime that are based off mobile games. Mm-hmm. Um, this anime is based off a mobile game. 
Uh, I am assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming the concept is that you star as this main heroine girl and the idea is that you summon all these guys to join Stand. All these different hot Ikemen guys. I I didn't know that's going to be the case. And that's why this anime has um, pretty much no depth at all to its story or anything. I mean, you know what you're getting into. If you want to see lots of hot guys... Um, they all very much look the same. This is, like, the equivalent of, like, your generic, like, the opposite for, like, for Moe characters would be, like, a girl idol show where it's just a bunch of cute girls. This is the same thing, but it's just with guys. It's just gender flipped. Um, mm. If that's your can of tea... If that's your can of tea... Who, who drinks... If that's your can of worm... No, it doesn't work. If that's your cup of tea, Fertilizer Charm, uh, then go ahead. I'm obviously not going to continue watching because I actually honestly was looking for something serious, but, you know, this isn't it. Um, yeah, I guess the show looks okay, but the, the range of designs and stuff just isn't for me. So, there you go. GLH, uh, GLHF if you are into that sort of thing, though. Peace. <laughs> All right. Hot guys doing potentially their boss. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of the boss, the recruiter. She's kind of the scout. Reverse yeah. harem, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's what Oran was making fun of, but you know, actually taken literally. Anyways, well, speaking of summoning things, uh, hey. I do have my other anime here, which is another mobile game which is fake grand order absolute demonic front babylonia which uh, was the was the anime that they've decided to animate uh because it won the poll while uh -huh. i forget the other one's getting a movie one of the other arcs is getting a movie while this one got an anime right so uh fake grand order absolute demonic front babylonia is the uh, let's see here. This follows the Camelot singularity uh, in the last uh, chapter. I forget which one this one is. It's like the seventh singularity or the fifth singularity or sixth singularity, somewhere around there. Uh, basically, this time, um, Mash Kiri Light and uh, Ritsuka Fujimaru, who is the male version of, uh, of the master character, Go into the, quote, last singularity in the Grand Order Initiative, Ancient Babylonia, B.C. 2655, to embark on a mission to uh, reverse humanity's destruction, as it were, because uh, this is the one where um, uh, the... The main bad guy, who's uh, Gilgamesh. No, not Gilgamesh. Fuck. Why did I say Gilgamesh? Um, the main bad guy, who is... Uh... God damn it. I can't remember the the <laughs> King of Mages name. Uh... Solomon. Thank you, Shield Bro. Solomon sent a piece of himself into the past to oh. fuck with humanity's survival. Oh. And so they... Uh, Mash Kirilite and Master go back there, or Senpai, as you want to call him, go back to deal with it. Uh, they basically follow the video game or the mobile game to a T, where you started up by having a little bit of exposition, talking about this whole 
Like, we're going to send you back there. This is what you're to expect. Here's a little bit of background on uh, Babylonia and ancient Babylonia here. This is King Gilgamesh. He's basically the guy you're going to be looking for. And uh, and go. And, of course, like, uh, uh, Senpai and Mash are both have already dealt with a Gilgamesh before. So they're both kind of like, uh, Gilgamesh again, not looking forward to dealing with this guy. All right, let's go. They end up going to this other world where, again, like in a lot of the other uh, fake grand games, they <laughs> falling through the sky uh, and uh, Senpai Master grabs a hold of Mash's waist while she uses her, her noble phantasm sure. and uh, basically prevents them from not dying upon impact. Uh, which is, it's uh, pretty cool to see that animated. The, the animation is beautiful, by the way. I have to say, Cloverworks, who have done, um, who've done things like uh, Darling of the Frogs, uh, Persona wow. 5's an, uh, the animation, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, um, The Promised Neverland, they've done good fucking animation, and thus far, I'm impressed with this. This is good animation. Um, uh, Mash and Master end up encountering some magical beasts, and they fight them, and holy fuck is it gory as fuck! And it don't it don't black out anything, like they're cutting up magical beasts and punch them in the face, and and it's just like, oh, oh, oh god! Oh, Mash, could you be a little bit nicer to them? Like, you're breaking their teeth and smashing them with your shield, and it's just... Ooh, it's it's rough. Like in the in the video game, the mobile game, like they just disappear in a magical light. And this one's just body parts flying left and right and and their intestines are spraying out and blood splattering. It's like, oh my god. Wow. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It does sound <laughs> it does sound actually quite cool. Yeah. Um And they then encounter uh the first goddess who shows up, who doesn't introduce herself, but uh, if, I won't spoil who it is, but she's a goddess. And she shows up and she's like, oh, you don't know who I am? Well, I'll help you out here. She she shoots some of the magical beasts and then is like, hey, master, if you're going to lose here, then you're, you're not going to save humanity anyways. And then she takes off on her magical bow. And... Uh, leaving Mash and Master to fend for themselves until another character shows up who's a girl? A guy? This is the trap character from this chapter, uh, Endiku, the weapon of the gods, who, uh, who is uh, from this, uh, this time, uh, ancient Babylonia, and uh, uses their, I'll call them their chains, to defeat some of the magical beasts, and then more exposition, just uh -huh. more talking about this era and um, how this era has been split up into three different fronts, where each of them is run by a goddess. Uh -huh. um, we've already seen one of the goddesses. She showed up at one point. Wink, wink. Uh, one of the other goddesses is Quetzquadl. She shows up later. I know spoilers, but I'm just listing them off. And then the last wow. goddess is the demonic goddess, who is um, Gorgon, giant snake waifu. And boy, is she big in this one. She'd be gigantic. Mm. 
but she also super hot. Ah. Now you say that rampant, but I don't know if Enkidu is actually male because here's the thing: when you use some of the uh, some of the uh, power ups or skills for characters that affect males, they don't affect Enkidu or Endiku, however you oh. want to say their name. But if you use some of the female ones, it does. So oh. I'm pretty sure Fake Grand Order has a uh, uh, has a whole thing about how it's uh, their That's their version is potentially female. However, yeah. mm. they don't ever bring up if it's male if they are male or female. They have this this robe thing that they wear also, so right. it covers the whole body. All you can ah. tell is they got really long hair and a pretty face. It can be whatever you want it to be, then basically. Yeah, just close your eyes. And... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've already played the game of this, but uh, just hearing some of the characters talking, which I will say I'm not exactly in love with uh, who they got to play. Um, who they got to play the anime, who is uh-huh. Nobunaga Shimazaki. Who's also played characters like Shido from Day Day Live? He played. Um, hmm, who else has he played that you might recognize? Oh, he was Oda Nobunatsu from Nobunaga the Fool. Um, he was. Uh, he was uh, Shido from Aromanga Sensei. I don't know who's uh, Shido. Shido. Uh, Kimi Mitsu Shido from Aramanga. Probably not important. Ergo from Sorter Online Acilization. Oh, the new series, yeah. Yugo? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, certain <laughs> Magical Index, he played Aurelius? Aurelius? It's funny, I've seen all these shows, I just don't know who the hell any of these characters are. <laughs> Alaris from Certain Magical uh, Index. Uh, let's see. Uh, played... Anyways, I... The voice is a bit Uh younger or lighter than I was anticipating, but then again, as I mentioned during my watch of the... of the anime, the first episode, I agreed Uh with myself that... I agreed with myself that, um... (laughs) As you play the master character, you kind of feel like you fall into their place because they're a faceless character that you're mostly seeing from their eyes in the game. And so I would always imagine him having a bit more of a deeper voice, which would be kind of like my voice, something a little more raspy, something a little more a little more deeper. But yes. um But it's not the case here. So that's the only kind of quirk I had about it. Where I was like, not a huge fan of the voice. But I will say the dialogue also really much basically follows the mobile game. In fact, some of the lines of dialogue that come from the master character are uh-huh. choice care are choices you can make in the game. Hmm. So that's pretty pretty amusing. Yeah. And the main reason I'm really gonna be just watching this is one, giant snake waifu. I wanna see her animated, and two, Quetzquadal. <laughs> Holy shit, uh, she's going to be so much fun to see. I'm really excited for the dive bomb 
scene with her and Master. I want to see how that plays out. Also, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, um, who, of course, is female in this, is voiced by... Oh, fuck. Uh, Where is she? Da Vinci, Da Vinci... Why don't I see Da Vinci in here? Just trying to find Da Vinci... Mm. Oh, Caster. Uh, It's voiced by Maya Sakamoto... And I gotta say, she's doing, she's having fun playing Da Vinci. Like, that's that's a good Da Vinci. That that that's a good Da Vinci. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, that that was a that's a good Da Vinci. Oh, she played Seal from Black Butler series. Wow. Oh wow, that's okay, interesting. I know that character. That's somebody I know. There you go. Hmm. Oh, she played Shinobu from the Monogatari series. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yes, I'll continue watching this one. Um, uh-huh. As The animation's phenomenal. The fight scenes are great. The gore is unexpected, but amazing. And uh-huh. the voice acting's pretty good so far, so you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll continue watching it. Sounds good. All right then. So you have one mobile game that was worth dropping, and one mobile game anime that was worth continuing. So good balance. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And I guess we can move along to the last show of the yes, day. Speaking of continuing things, let's continue yeah. the show. I have dropped all five anime I've covered so far. Maybe that will change with our final coverage with another sort of crime investigation show. That being Kabukicho Sherlock, also known as in English, which you commented sounds stupid and it is stupid. Case file number... I want to say number because it looks like degrees, but I'm just going to say number. Number 221 Kabukicho, which its fucking description on my anime list is terrible as well. It can't even determine whether it's a comedy or a drama or not, but it's a mystery show. It's basically a modern version of Sherlock Holmes, but it takes place on the Shinjuku ward east side of uh, Tokyo. Uh, it starts off with some, you know, um, broad shots of, like, city and different scenes, especially, like, foreshadowing of the today's murder of the week. We begin with the character who was later revealed to be Watson. Um, stepping into the environment, and he goes into like the, a, a, a district where he's approached by like this uh this uh, large this tall black man who looks kind of like he's trying to like you know se- you know sell people to come into like you know like these kind of like brothelish sort of places. But when um, Watson actually mentions, no, I'm actually here to go to the um, the cat pipe cafe or whatever it is. Uh, he's like, oh, are you here for a job? Oh, then it's this way. So it's like, it's out of the front because it's actually a secret place that he's actually looking for. Um, which he's then told to follow the like fluorescent cat paws to find where it is. He follows it and finds like um, this like, kind of secret cafe called like the Cat Pipe Cafe. And in there, it turns out to suddenly like be kind of like a, it's an Okama bar. Uh, Okama, if you didn't know, is basically like the Japanese equivalent for drag queens, and um, it's like it, you, it starts off with like a sequence of this bearded guy or lady, I suppose, uh, giving this song about you know 
the 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 catpipe cafe um and it's revealed once the song's over that this is this version this is this version of Sherlock Holmes version of Mrs. Hudson who's previously the, the landlord of the residence for Sherlock um and he mentioned and Watson mentions that he he has a job basically that he wants to kind of meet one of the investigators for but there's no time for that because apparently they're already called to like a meeting with some other investigator has called them to uh, and not just Sherlock these two other investigators are there as well there's like a glasses guy who looks kind of like Yu Narukami the main character from Persona 4 there's like an older looking guy and they're all there and this guy presents them with a murder case who says that this looks like the work of Jack the Ripper so this also features a modern version of Jack the Ripper um, and it was the foreshadowing at the start of the episode where, like, this girl, um, who we now presumably is, like, a prostitute, gets, like, murdered by a guy. And basically, this is pitched to those three investigators, including Sherlock, and the winner who manages to solve the mystery will be awarded 10 million yen. That's a decent amount of money, I suppose. Um... So they all kind of, like, race off, and Watson's, like, trailing behind trying to find, like, you know, Sherlock, because he wants to bring his own case to them as well. Um, after finding out which one it is, um, Sherlock refuses to kind of hear him out, but because his car's broken, Watson actually offers him a ride in his car, and in that car, kind of, he starts to learn a bit about the unorthodox nature of Sherlock himself. He's, you know, he, he's very kind of, like, reserved-looking. But at the same time, like, you know, he's clearly just as smart as what you'd expect. He's the, the typical unorthodox genius. At the crime scene, you can see the glasses guy who's, like, you know, the Yunarukami guy investigating the body and then trying to, like, piece together what's really happened here. Um, Sherlock arrives in the scene, he spends time, like, scanning through everything. He's, like, putting his ears to the wall, you know, tilting sideways, sniffing the body, doing all sorts of weird shit, right? And this is all obviously going to lead to a deduction later on. They also do a little bit of investigating, like, to try and find out where she was hired from. Glasses guy's like, oh, I immediately know who the murderer is. I can see the truth, and then goes off on his own, okay? But then that turns out to be, like, a, a like a dead end, because he goes to, like, a place, uh, like, a, a, a house where, like, a guy's there, and he's like, you're Jack the Ripper. You're the killer, right? And then, like, the guy's completely on the wrong page. He's like, no, no, I, I wanted to reveal my true feelings. And he's like, ah, so you did kill her. The last time you contacted her was two weeks ago. And he's like, no, no, no. And then his gay boyfriend comes through from the bedroom. And is just like, no, it's my fault for seducing him. So it turns out, like, he had the wrong guy. And so this guy's actually kind of eloping with this other more broad, um, brawny dude. If, if it wasn't apparent so far, this, this show is full of lots of kind of, like, you know... Fairly progressive dudes, shall we say, in it. But uh, yeah, obviously the glasses guy is on the wrong scent. Meanwhile, um, Sherlock is with the other investigator and they've went to like this cabaret club and they're trying to find out where that prostitute was from. But it turns out like the... Um, but it turns out like, you know, this is kind of like um, more kind of like a hints to like how Sherlock kind of behaves as a person because like he he analyzes everything about the people around him to the point where he's like oh you know you've had this sort of thing in your nose you've had a nose job you're you know you paid for it with your money from selling your body on the street you know he he basically can analyze anybody like full out but he also acts a weirdo at the same time um and it turns out that even though this is like the biggest cabaret club in Kabukicho um the main the, the girl in question who was who's been murdered wasn't an employee here but um you know 
So that kind of makes them split off even further. They get kicked out of the club for, you know, Sherlock being rude. And then they go back and we lead to the the deduction scene. So this is when Sherlock reveals his unique way of kind of deducing who did it, basically. And, you know, in contrast to how he, you know, in the uh, original novel would do, like, you know, he would play his violin and he would do, like, a little performance before he kind of comes up with his conclusion. In this version, he does, like, a bit of, like, a rakugo performance where he, like, sits on the stage and, like, acts out each role of the people involved. And so, like, he just, he deduces multiple things. He just deduces the height of the killer, the, um, that the person has, like, abnormally long, um, index fingernails and such. And he does that by, like, you know, oh, the blood on the floor, you can tell that the person drew it with their right hand, blah, blah, blah. The stride in their steps, you can tell their height, blah, blah, blah. So he, he has all these kind of clever deduction stuff. And it's kind of helped by the fact that Watson's also a medical student, so he was able to deduce, like, that this was actually kind of like a copycat killing. This isn't actually Jack the Ripper who cut out the internal organs, um, of the, of the, um, of the victim. And then the, the door starts knocking, and then they're thinking, like, oh man, who is this? And then Sherlock's like, that's the killer. And it, the person who actually does come in is actually, like, this other really camp guy. I can't tell if he's no camera or not. I don't want to judge. <laughs> but he's like, huh? Like, I have important here. And they're like, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. This is not the killer. But basically, this is like the employee, the employer of the killer in a way. Because it turns out this guy also runs like another kind of, I don't know if it's a cabaret club or a brothel or something like that. Um, I'm unclear on the details. But it turns out when Sherlock walks out and goes to the parking lot, walks past him, uh, they find out that it's actually his driver's the killer. Uh, and the reason being, like, because what he would typically do is that like, he'd wait till people got rejected by the by this camp guy, and then he would then try to basically falsely pretend that they're getting an interview to actually join his club, and then he would try to basically elicit that victim for sex. But when it went wrong, he ended up murdering this one, and then he ended up um, altering the crime scene to make it look like um, Jack the Ripper did it, but it wasn't actually Jack. Also, Japan has a weird fixation, not just on Sherlock Holmes, but Jack the Ripper in general. There's been so many like versions of Jack the Ripper in multiple anime for some reason. Yeah, Jack the Ripper. Um, I'm not sure why. I can, I, can you actually... Is your microphone working? I'm not sure why you... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. I was wondering why you typed it out instead of saying it. <laughs> yeah, Jack the Ripper. Uh... There's multiple versions of him in anime in general, so Japan seems to really have a thing for it. But um, even in yeah. Fake Grand Order, where he's a tiny lolly. There you go. Maybe that's the maybe that's the best version. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> so they find out that it's actually the driver, and before they can catch him, he screams and tries to drive away and escape. Watson tries to give chase by starting up the car, but like the the pedal for the accelerator has like a can under it, so he can't press the gas. When he finally kicks it out of the way, he accidentally runs over Sherlock. So, it's a complete shit show. Doesn't matter anyway, because we skip to later on, where Sherlock is now hospitalized on, like, a bed, like, in the, um... Still in the Okama Club, upstairs. And, like, uh... But you can see he's got a newspaper showing that the driver did eventually get arrested. Um... And he's like, oh shit, I need to go to the bathroom. And, like, Watson's like, don't worry, you know, I, I will... I will make up for whatever happened in any way I can and little Kama's like, anything? And the episode ends with him going to Sherlock with like uh like one of those bedpan sort of things so that 
Sherlock can take a piss. So he's having to do toilet duty for Sherlock because Sherlock can't get out of the bed. So it ends on a joke like that, I suppose. And that's about does it for the show. Overall, it's by Production IG, who have done all sorts of really kind of high-octane sort of like, I guess, production value shows, some of them being mystery, kind of first one that comes to mind being Joker Game. Uh, but they've had also work on such like stuff like Psycho Pass, uh, FLCL for the Kuli, Mahotsukai no Yomi, Welcome to the Ballroom, and even some romance stuff like Kimi no Todoke. So, you know, they're they're quite a decent studio overall. Um, this anime is quite well presented um, in general, and it really does remind me of Joker Game, actually. I've only watched one episode of that show, but it has that same sort of vibe, if you guys have seen that one, too. Um, overall, I thought it was kind of decent, actually. Um, a good mystery that was kind of, like, uh, engaging and quirky in its own right. They do present Sherlock as a nice kind of eccentric character and a good foil for like um, Watson to play off of. And you know, I know the whole modern day Sherlock has been done to death in media, but you know, I'm all I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for good mystery shows. Hopefully, this one manages to keep it up. I think this will be the first show that I've at least previewed so far in the season that I might actually keep up with. But it all depends on how it kind of goes with the next few episodes. So. But yeah, I like the concept, I like I like the vibes, the production value. Uh, overall, pretty good show. And I know we're going on a little bit long so far for this show, but it's been it's been two weeks, so you know. Uh that does it, I think. Uh, overall good. Check it out if you like mystery shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well then. Let's yes. thank some people and wrap this baby up. Indeed. Uh, let's see here. People we gotta thank are Tag, Algazero, Shuji, V, Phantom, and Tentatively Mal. Yep. Uh, so that's out of the way. Uh, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and as always, uh, keep the anime <laughs> love strong. Yeah, kind of. Uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Kissing, <laughs> <laughs>